morning, friends. I want to say welcome to Vernonia Church and our online teaching time. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm the pastor here at Vernonia Church, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today as we're going to continue our series where we're talking about confronting the fool in me. This is a series all about wisdom, and in order to r really apply wisdom, we have to get to know folly. And so we've been studying the different kinds of follies in the scriptures. There are five basic ones that we've been covering, and today, we're going to talk about when I choose to push ahead for the glory way. And it's going to be a great day. Hey, before we do anything, I really want to encourage you. Make sure users are subscribing. Make sure you're liking, thumbs up, leaving reviews, positive reviews, uh, all those things that will help us reach more people with this online ministry. Uh, want to also encourage you if there's anything that you hear today that's a blessing to you be sure to share it uh, you might notice by the way that i'm dressed uh, in uh, in these these striped overalls we're getting ready to have our uh, first since covid uh, vacation bible school which is a week-long program where we have uh, over a hundred kids hanging out here at the church every day uh, we'll have lessons and we'll have games and we'll do all kinds of stuff and the theme this year is rocky railroad and everything is kind of all about railroads so the church is set up with signs like it's a railroad station and there's railroad tracks all over the worship area. It's going to be a great week. And so I just want, do want to ask you, those of you who are here, who are a part of our Vernonia Church family, our online church family, please be praying this week for VBS. I'm going to be preaching every day and uh, my wife's going to be running it and organizing it and pulling out some of her beautiful hair probably. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a great week, but I want to ask you, please be in prayer for us that we will be able to bless Bless the kids that come that maybe will help some, uh, some, some, some young people make decisions to follow Jesus and to, uh, well, to take a hold of eternity. Uh, that's what it's really all about. So please be in prayer for our VBS time. Well, let's pray, and then we're going to dive into this study where we're going to talk about the glory way. Uh, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do pray that you will, <coughs> excuse me, that you will bless this time uh, we spend getting into your word. I pray that you will uh, teach us, that you will mold us, that you will, uh, God, that you will help steer us away from folly and that we would pursue your wisdom. I pray that you will help us become more wise. I pray that you will help us walk closer with you I pray, God, that you will just be at work right now and all of us as we dive into your word. It's in Jesus' name. Uh, we, we pray and we give you glory and we acknowledge your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we celebrate you and all that you've done and all of who you are. And you deserve all the glory. And so it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let's dive in. We're going to talk about uh, when I push for the glory way. That, that's another one of the follies that we're going to be talking about. And every week as we've talked about these five follies, we actually are on number four. Next week, we're going to finish up. Uh, with the last one in this series. Uh, we've kind of compared each fool to a different animal, and today 
the glory way, the probably the best animal I can think of uh, that would connect with this one is a wild, out-of-control stallion. Uh, a, a wild, out-of-control stallion is an animal that's known for being aggressive. It's an animal that's known for being stubborn. And it's also an animal that, uh, well, he, he sort of parades himself to all the mares in his herd. You know, he'll fight off other stallions. He'll, he'll be uncontrollable. And, and at the same time, he will, he will love uh, getting the eyes of all of the herd. You know, he'll, he'll prance uh, with his neck out proudly, with his mane flowing in the, in the wind proudly. And, and, and he'll strike the ground to put on a show for his rivals. He will show his ears and his lips to warn them and, and chase them away and uh, and at the same time he'll put on that show for the mares he he's kind of uh, a wild and aggressive leader and yet at the same time uh, he is he is loving the eyes of everyone around him. Now, stallions can be tamed, and, and even tame stallions will still put on a show. They, they love to be looked at, and, and some stallions, they just can't be tamed. They, they will stay rogue. They'll, they'll be dangerous, and, and yet these horses will still put on a show. So the idea of the of the glory way fool is someone who is who is like a stallion. Uh, they, they want to parade themselves. They'll be aggressive to the people around them. They'll, they'll sometimes and, and often be some sort of a leader that will gravitate people towards themselves. And, 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 and they, will, they will be after the glory. That's what they want. They're always seeking their own glory. Whether or not it costs someone else, uh, whether or not they have to do something the wrong way, whether they have to do something sinful, whether they have to be aggressive, uh, often they'll, they'll stick around below the surface until it's time for them to, to gra grab the glory and strike, and these people will be all about glory. Now, now it's interesting because the world that we live in, I think, has given more people the ability to pursue the glory way than ever before. Because now with social media, in social media, we have this opportunity to say to the world, look at me. Uh, we have this opportunity to say to the world, look what I'm doing, look what I'm eating, look what, and we can build a following. We, we love getting likes and we love having people see what we're doing and give us their approval and we build a following of friends. Often we call them friends, but most of them are acquaintances or far off acquaintances of acquaintances, and yet it it makes us feel good because we have that number there that says how many followers we have, how many likes we got, and and and, and really, I'm not bashing social media. God can use that platform to spread his word. And there's all kinds of great things that social media can do. But one of the downfalls or pitfalls of it is it can be used to pursue the glory way. And the motto of the glory way fool is I'm going to be somebody, you know, and, and I mean, all of us want to achieve something, want to do something. God put it in us to want to uh, reflect his glory. And so it's 
easy for us to slip into looking for the glory rather than reflecting his glory. And so the, 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 the glory way fool is going to really want to be somebody. I think of that song by the black eyed peas has a catchy tune and and it can be a little off color as you listen to the song but the basic idea of the song is is i'm gonna be somebody i'm gonna bring glory to myself it's about how i'm gonna be envied i'm gonna be desired i'm gonna be living it up i'm gonna be showing off i'm gonna be rich i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna be worldwide i'm gonna be rocking i'm gonna be talented i'm gonna be inspired i'm gonna be intimidating and aggressive and I'm going to be free. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to be popular. I'm going to be wanted and and I'm going to be living that good life. I, I mean, th that's what the song's all about. And honestly, it's a catchy song. I can listen to it and really get pumped up. I, I, I like listening to that kind of music when I'm exercising. Uh, and, and, and when you hear that song, that's all about the glory way of foolishness. It's all about what I'm going to be and how I'm going to be seen and how I'm going to be perceived. And usually uh, the glory way fool will parade. Uh, he's going to seek his own glory and he's going to parade himself around. Uh, usually he parades his glory not just on social media but in the way that he dresses, in the way that he in what he drives in in the jewelry he wears, in the watches he wears, in the degrees and the plaques he puts on his wall and uh, and and the way that he struts when he walks. Uh, like a wild stallion, he will be savagely competitive for dominance in the herd. And, and he challenges existing leadership in, 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 in a company. He, he will challenge existing leadership in a church. He will challenge existing leadership in a community. He will gather followers to, to come around and, and surround him for his purposes. And he will, he, he will build up this uh, mini war for his own glory. He often will fight for the top place as the top stallion. Uh, there's a story in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 14 where we see this young man named Absalom. Uh, Absalom was the son of King David. King David was the king of Israel in its glory day. You know, he was one of the greatest kings remembered. He was a prophesied king, and it was prophesied that his kingdom would never end. And his his family, someone in his someone in his family tree, would end up. Uh, would end up reigning forever on his throne. Well, Absalom was one of his sons, and, and Absalom was a man who loved personal praise, and, and he was going to build himself up to a place where people would love him more than his father. Now, there's a lot of back history that goes with what Absalom did and uh, how David actually set the stage for some of what Absalom did, and that's a story for another 
another day. But when we see Absalom in, in 2 Samuel chapter 14, we see that he was building himself up. He built a monument for himself in the community. He named it after himself. It was Absalom's monument. And, and one time, Absalom wasn't getting all the attention that he wanted from his father, the king. And so he and some of his friends set fire to a field of one of the king's advisors and and got the attention that he wanted that way. Another time, Absalom brought chariots and horses and, and, and he bought 50 bodyguards who would always run out in front of him. So as he traveled around, everybody would look and say, wow, look at Absalom. You know, he has he has high tech weaponry. He has the he has the best of the best. And look at all those uh <clears throat> all those all those army you know out in front of him that he that he controls and then he'd go to the city gate and he'd sit there at the city gate and uh, he had this plot to undercut the authority of his father you see it was customary for people to come to the city gate at a certain day at a certain time and they would bring their complaints they would bring their despair disputes before the king and the king was sort of to act as a judge and to rule between all these people well Absalom would make his way to the gate before any of his father's men got there and, and he'd say boy you got a good case you know if I were king I would uh, I, I would give you what you want and he would endear himself to all these people and these people would want to bow down to them and instead of having them bow down to him he would kiss their hands and and he would sort of butter them up to a place to where they would say wow we really like Absalom we wish Absalom was king and he'd say to them if I were king I would give you the justice you deserve and so he began it says in 2nd Samuel 15 verse 6 he began to steal the hearts of all the people now Absalom wasn't king he he wasn't in line to be king, uh, but he was building a following for himself so that he could sort of create this insurrection, you know, where he would, a rebellion to take the throne from his own father himself. And Absalom spent years scheming and building himself up, and, and he sent out secret messengers and secret messages, and he stirred up unrest and distrust and rebellion against the king, and, and while, uh, while at the same time he was building a following of his own he plotted and schemed a conspiracy and gained momentum with it and then he began an outright rebellion against his father uh, even the king's own counselors joined some of them joined in the uprising against the king until one of his messengers came to him and said to the king he said all of Israel has joined Absalom in a conspiracy against you well Absalom, ignoring the fact that his father had these loyal, mighty men who had won wars after wars after wars with the Philistines and all the enemies of Israel. And he disregarded the idea that women used to sing about his father. David has killed his tens of thousands, and, and meaning, by the way, with his own hands. And disregarding the idea that he and his mighty men had just whooped up and defeated all kinds of, of enemies, including John 
giants, disregarding the fact that David was the same David from the story of David and Goliath, where David, as a young man, killed a giant uh, with his slingshot, and Absalom, being a young man with none of that experience, was poking a lion. <laughs> he, was, he was raising this insurrection against his father and uh, forgetting that uh, his father had survived wars and fought valiantly. He was, he warned, uh, uh, he, he was warned in the scriptures. It says, your father and his men are mighty warriors and are enraged as a mother bear who has been robbed of all her cubs and and often the glory way fool will will do that he will try to rob something some some position rob some influence rob something that does not belong to him that he did not earn and uh, he will he will enrage those who he's trying to rob and still absalom wanted glory and he started a fight with his father and his men uh, but uh, but he did it instead of being up front he did it through plotting and scheming and again that's often the way of the glory way fool he ignored the warnings of the wise advisors and the prophets and only listened to those that told him what he wanted to hear. And by the time Absalom was done, he created this uprising against his own father that led to a battle all across the country and hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives because of the scheming of Absalom and because he wanted glory. Second uh, Samuel verse eight, uh, chapter 18 tells us that the day that that day there was a great slaughter and more than 20,000 men lost their lives in one day all because Absalom wanted to parade because he wanted the glory because he wanted to challenge the stallion because he wanted to be that stallion and like many who pursue the glory way in the end it doesn't usually end well for them but it also brings about a lot of destruction to the the people around them jesus taught this principle of sowing and reaping and he said you will reap what you sow and absalom reaped what he was sowing after causing all this hardship and all this pain and all this suffering and all this death. Uh, remember uh, Absalom. Uh, one thing that I think I forgot to mention is that the, the, the chapter that talks about this story begins by telling us about how good-looking Absalom was. He was a big, tall man. It said in Scripture that there was no one who, who looked better than him in all of Israel. Uh, he, was, he was a man who would strut his stuff. Uh, he was a man who, who had all kinds of beautiful hair. He would, he would only cut his hair once a year when it got so heavy he had to cut it one time. It says they waited and it was five pounds worth of hair. That, that's a lot of hair. And, uh, and he loved his flowing mane. And so there we get the idea of the, the stallion strutting with his hair. Well, at the end of his story, he's being chased down by the, by the military of David. And he's being chased down by the men 
uh, who were who were the men serving under the guy that, that that he burned his field down and he was running for his life through the woods his hair got stuck in a branch almost like a cartoon the horse ran out from under him and he was hanging there by the branches and his enemies caught him killed him threw him in a ditch and covered him with rocks and buried him there that was the end of his story it's a sad story about a man who uh, who desired glory for himself went to war against God against God's appointed king against uh, against the king his own father and he ends up reaping what he was sowing uh, the glory way will always try to elevate itself the glory way will often endear itself to others and wants other people to like them to be impressed by them and to follow them the glory way will stir others up create factions and and dissension and unrest and the glory way will often lead to an uprising or a rebellion for their own glory and the glory way often uh, well often is willing to cross lines and use ungodly ways ways that God wouldn't want them to in Matthew 23 verse 12 Jesus teaches us this those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted and the sad part about those who pursue the glory way is they're missing an opportunity for real glory uh, they're taking glory that's temporary they're pursuing a glory that's temporary and they're trading it uh, for a glory that's eternal we'll talk more about that as we go on but the glory way it's not limited to kings and princes and uprisings and political rebellions and wars uh, though we can usually find the glory way at the heart of most wars and rebellions and 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 political uprisings the glory way it's the way of uh, of, of all kinds of people outside of those realms. The glory way can ruin a company. It can affect a team at work. Uh, the glory way can get in the way of a friendship. The glory way can, can hurt a family. The glory way can really devastate a school or a community or a church. The glory way causes bands to break up, causes partnerships to turn sour. It causes a winning sports team to become a losing sports team the glory way can create unrest and drama at the workplace it can lead to a a, a, a good company making bad decisions and closing its doors and going bankrupt the glory way can cause family feuds the glory way can cause church splits and leadership hardships the glory way can lead to mutiny uh, and and some Sometimes it will uh, stop just short of mutiny. Sometimes it can even lead to crime uh, that, that goes along with the mutiny. The glory way is one of Satan's oldest tricks when it comes to mankind. It's one of mankind's oldest downfalls. Uh, the glory way is often saturated with pride. And When Satan tempted Eve, he said, If you eat of it, you will be like God. When he was talking about the first 
forbidden fruit on the tree in the Garden of Eden. And, uh, and it was at that moment that, that Eve realized that that fruit had become appealing and that it looked taste, tasty. In other words, she could have the glory of God if she would just eat that fruit. And not long after uh, Eve ate it, Adam ate it, they sinned, they fell. And the very next story is the story of Eve's sons who are fighting for the, uh, well, not, not fighting necessarily. One of them uh, is honoring God and worshiping God and God is blessing him and approving of him. And the other one doesn't worship God, doesn't glorify God. And in fact, there's a disagreement about, uh, about offerings and sacrifices to God and and the the brother who was seeking glory and doing it wrongly ended up murdering his brother over it it's interesting to think that the very first recorded murder was all about tithes and offerings it's no wonder some people don't like to hear about tithes and offerings uh, but in the book of ecclesiastes absalom's uh, wiser brother solomon who ended up taking the throne uh, or receiving the throne from david uh, he ended up inheriting the throne legitimately and and, uh, and he would call the pursuit of the glory way of folly madness. Uh, when left unchecked, it's a folly that can lead to crazy decisions or, or mad decisions, creating a mad person, not mad in angry terms, but mad in crazy terms. Uh, it can lead to madness, madly pursuing personal glory, madly, uh, madly acting like they're crazy and pursuing exaltation that will lead to their own demise. In Ecclesiastes 9.3, it says this, Twisted by evil, people choose their own mad course. Well, how do I recognize the glory way? Uh, how, do I, how do I recognize it and, and, dif and, and realize wisdom in the wise way versus the glory way? Well, let's talk about some of the ways we can recognize the glory way. You know, the, the Apostle Paul will tell us, live as wise people, not as foolish people. So we need to learn where is, uh, where am I maybe living a little foolishly? You know, maybe I'm not completely living in the glory way, but maybe I'm living a little bit in the glory way, or maybe I'm tempted towards that way, and maybe I need to pursue a different way of wisdom. Now, there are people, whether they're in a church group, there's probably folks here who struggle with the glory way because it's common in, in any organization or group for glory way folks to be there. And uh, I, need to, I need to pursue wisdom rather than folly. And we've been talking about all these follies and we're getting to know this specific one. Now, this one, like, like the last one, this one is farther from wisdom than all the others. Every time we talk about a new folly as we've gone through this series, we've been talking about uh, how each one of them is progressively farther and farther away from wisdom, is progressively more destructive to themselves and the people around them. And, uh, and this one is more destructive than all of the others that we've talked about. So I really want to avoid this folly. Well, here's uh, how I can start to know whether I'm, I'm, I'm in this folly or not. When I find myself uh, always talking 
about myself. If, if I am the main subject of almost every conversation and I pay attention to how much I talk about me, I pay attention to how much I, I focus on me, I pay attention about how every story always comes back to me, then, uh, then maybe I'm, I'm, I'm gravitating towards looking for personal glory. Absalom would tell people, if I were king, here's what I would do. And if you pay attention to when you're talking, how much of it uh, are you often talking about yourself? How, how much of it are you often focusing on on who you are? You know, uh, uh, ask yourself, am I bragging? Am I talking about myself too much? Uh, am I telling people how the world would be better if they listened to me? How the world would be better if they voted like me? If the world would be better if they saw things like I do, if the world would be better, if they thought like me or believed like me. Uh, when I talk, am I telling people about my accomplishments, my experiences, my thoughts, my ideas? Uh, do I always have to one-up everybody around me? If someone tells me a story, am I already thinking of a story that's going to top their story? Am I uh, one-upping or contradicting every story that I hear? Uh, do I ham it up and make myself the hero of every story? Does Every story, every event, every word somehow lead back to me. If so, then maybe I'm pursuing the glory way. Or maybe I post humble brags, you know, maybe I'm addicted to the Lord. The the, the little short dopamine I get every time I get a like for something I post. And so I put accomplishments up. I put what I ate up. I, I put what I won. I put what I'm doing. I put how I'm feeling. I, I put who I'm with. And I put all these posts up. Uh, and, and maybe I even post you know what Bible study I just did and what what, what service I just did and, and, and I'm kind of I'm not bragging I'm kind of doing the humble brag thing and I'm just waiting for likes and I'm just waiting for people to thumbs up and and uh, and I need to ask myself why am I posting it what am I doing it for am I doing it uh, for my glory to put myself at the center of every story uh, or to put myself at the center of of other people's attention. Uh, why am I doing it? I'm not saying don't post. I mean, there's reasons to do it, but you, maybe you need to question, what is it I'm doing it for? Uh, or maybe it wasn't just posted. Maybe it was something I said, uh, something I, I talked about that uh, maybe I told you about something that was good so that you would uh, look at me and say, wow, how, how good you are. And, uh, and the glory way will often lead to unwise choices. As I'm looking for the praise of people, I might make choices in order to please people that will hurt myself, that will be untrue, that will be filled with lies, or that will even be choices that are going to cost me eternity. In fact, one of the worst choices I can make is a choice that will cost me eternity so that I can get the approval of other people. Uh, you know, I've met people that believed in Jesus. They just wouldn't make that commitment to follow him because they were afraid of what their family would think. They were afraid of what other people would think. They were afraid of what, uh, what, how others were going to see them and think about that choice. But in John chapter 12, verse 42 to 43, we see that folks like that are in good company. It's all, it all comes down to the glory way, though. It says this, that many people did not believe in him, talking about Jesus. However, in, including some of the, the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human 
praise more than the praise of God. And that's what it comes down to. The glory way loves human praise, but rejects the praise of God. And so when I'm when I'm putting myself, talking about myself and, and thinking about myself and, and putting myself and and whether I'm getting praise for myself from other people, if that's at the center of all my interactions, then maybe I'm pursuing the glory way. Maybe I'm being like a stallion strutting around. And the, the next one is this, when I think that uh, everyone is beneath me, I think this is a is a dangerous place to get to. It can be a place that that leaders get to easily. It can be a place where uh, where where even leaders in a church can struggle, you know, because uh, because they're trying, but they see other people around them not trying, and it can be easy to slip into an attitude of everyone is beneath me. Uh, you'll notice that the glory way will show itself when you think about uh, how and and you're honest with yourself in your heart of hearts, you think thoughts like this. Well, no one's as smart as me. No one uh, can see things as clearly as me. I know better than most people. And, and no one is as successful as me. If everyone would just go my way, they would have success. And, and no one is as good as me. I know the path everyone should take. And, and really, no one is able or capable or as good as me. No one is as spiritual as me. Uh, this is a thought that gets tougher and tougher. The more serious you take your faith, it gets harder uh, to, as you watch other people not taking their faith serious. You grow in your faith. You grow in your faithfulness, and you start to notice how fewer and fewer people are working or willing to do the work that you're doing, and you start to think of yourself as the only one who really is spiritual, and uh, you're the only one who is faithful and and, and you can thank almost everyone else in your life, and none of them are as spiritual as you. And, and, and you, are, you are starting to fall into the glory way of folly if you're starting to think like that. Uh, maybe you think no one is as wise as me, and, and you think you're the wisest man in the room, and you're the wisest one around, and, and, and if everyone knew your wisdom, and, and you should have probably authored the book of Proverbs, and, and you are so wise about other people's lives, but most of the time uh, you don't apply your own wisdom to your own life. In Isaiah 5 21 it says this, what sorrow awaits those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. Uh, you think this, you think that no one is uh, good enough for me. No one is good enough for me to be friends with. No one is good enough for me to go to church with. No one is good enough for me to be around and to waste my time on. And, and even God is not good enough for me. The my way fool might not say it out loud, but he really truly thinks in his heart that everyone is in some way inferior to him. And in Psalm 75, 5, it says this, Don't raise your fists in defiance to the heavens or speak with such arrogance. And in Psalm 73, 9, it says, They boast against the very heavens, and their words strut through the earth. And, and it's almost like they're that stallion just strutting around, like they're going to strut in heaven and, and, and talk big, you know. And, and, uh, and, and, and the next one is this, When I think I don't get enough praise. People don't praise me enough. Uh, one of the biggest complaints of your heart uh, in the heart of the glory way fool is that, 
that he isn't getting enough glory. He isn't getting paid enough. He's not getting noticed enough. He isn't getting enough credit. He's not appreciated enough. He's not respected enough. He's not thanked enough. He isn't high enough up the ladder of authority or respect or success. Uh, his boss isn't listening to him enough. His pastor isn't hearing him enough. Uh, he should have gotten the promotion or the raise instead. He should have become an elder or a leader or a deacon or whatever. Uh, his pastor and church leadership just don't listen to him or do things the way he tells them they should. The school board won't listen and won't hear your wisdom. And, 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 and the glory way fool likes to drop hints of it. If I were king, I would bless you all and give you justice. And, and you're not happy as the glory way fool unless you're the center of attention. And I can know that I'm the glory way fool or the, that folly starting to prop up when I find ways to display my glory. Usually the glory way fool will parade himself with chariots and soldiers out in front of them. Uh, usually they display with a grand display. Uh, often we don't have chariots. We just have big trucks and, and big cars and expensive uh, clothes and jewelry and we wear the best. We look the best. We, we have the finest car or truck or boat or house, the biggest house on the block. I, I display my degrees and awards and and I might not even have those things I, I could still be a glory way fool by displaying it letting others know how much I know let, letting others know I'm the I'm the smartest one in the room or the most important person in the room I I, I might like to be the life of the party I, I might love the, the comedy clubs and the expensive Las Vegas shows and the pomp and splendor of the Academy Awards and and I just love pomp and splendor. I'm like a stallion loving to parade with my neck high and my hair in the wind. And, uh, and, and I know I'm the glory way. I know I'm leaning towards glory way folly when I always pick a way or find a way when the solutions I pick always make me the hero. Good or bad, your goal is to make yourself look good. Your goal is to give yourself glory. You'll often take shortcuts to that glory. Uh, you, you'll take shortcuts and just go for the glory without the work. Uh, often the glory way fool is incredibly competitive, loves to win, always wants to be the center of attention and praise, claims the win when the team wins, and blames the team when the team loses. But it wasn't his fault, you no, he did his part. Uh, they name drop, they glory drop, and they tell you why they're the hero and who they know that makes them important. And, and they always gravitate towards the spotlight. Uh, and, and I know I'm the glory way fool when I have a reputation, reputation as a bully. Uh, the glory way will often start to show itself in young people when they have a tendency to be bullies. Uh, when I speak harshly to others and I put others in their place, uh, as an adult, I, they become overbearing and bulldog-like bosses, community leaders, selfish, self-serving politicians. Or on the extreme side, they become gang leaders and criminal bosses, or they become uh, they become part of a, a little criminal 
criminal enterprise, but they have a reputation as bullies and, and, and people who are pushy. Uh, the next one is this, when I have a knack to recruiting others into my schemes. Uh, while there are a lot of godly people with success and leadership skills who like to dress nice and have nice things uh, and, and who make godly choices and decisions, they know how to make a business profitable and how to lead people and use their talents to honor God, the glory way fool will have a lot of the same skills but use them for tainted purposes. He has leadership qualities but doesn't use it for God or anyone else's good but his own. He has a knack for organizing and pulling off schemes and and uh, and morally questionable plots. He, he might be taking part in criminal activities or dealing drugs or extortion or gambling, using intimidation on people uh, to keep people in line. He has no problem using violence or bullying or creating division or an insurrection to get what he wants, even when he does it in a church. And, and in pride, these people will sell their ideas to get others to think that they know better even sometimes better than God himself. In Psalm 73, verse 3 to 11, it says this, For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in their words. What does God know? They ask. Does the Most High even know what's happening? In other words, they know better than God does. In Proverbs 23, 17, it says, Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. Well, the glory way sometimes will show itself when I'm criminal, too. Uh, so far, we haven't talked about people doing really extremely criminal things, but the glory way uh, has no problem doing that. Uh, it goes without saying that this is the folly of many who live in the underworld, so to speak. Crime bosses, criminal masterminds, schemers and plotters, thieves who come up with plots and schemes to steal, bank robbers, people involved in identity theft, people who use bribery, extortion to get ahead. Uh, they used organized crime. Usually they're raising up the ladder uh, and have others following them. In pop culture and movies, the glory way are the Duttons in Yellowstone, the pirates and the pirates of the Caribbean. They're Neil in white collar and Red Reddington in blacklist and the blacklisters in blacklist. It's Marty Bird in Ozark and Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul and Walter White in Breaking Bad and Tony Soprano and the Sopranos, but usually in real life, uh, it's not as glorious as in those shows. Their lives are really filled with misery and hardship and pain and prison and hurts and struggles. And, and in foolishness, the, the glory way takes them farther and farther from God. In Psalm 107 verse 17, it says, some were fools and they rebelled and suffered for their sins. In Psalm 73, 18 to 20, it says, truly, you put them 
on a slippery path and you send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs and dreams at dreams in the morning. And so sometimes, sometimes the glory way is, is a criminal way. And, 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 and I can also know that uh, maybe I'm gravitating towards the glory way when I'm a rebellious leader or I'm leading rebellions. Uh, uh, not everyone who follows this glory way becomes a criminal. They, they're still schemers and plotters and they stop short of crime. Uh, they get people to follow them. They, they feed off other people's ambitions and bitterness to gather a following. They, they get all the attention and the leaders they can and in their families and in their community organizations and their businesses and their churches. By the way, most church splits and divisions are caused by glory way folks. Uh, they don't qualify for leadership by scriptural standards and they plot and they scheme their way for attention and for some selfish concern or for some bitterness. And they always have sort of all these underhanded secret behind the, behind the closed door meetings and under the table <laughs> connections and communications. And they always seem to be able to drive wedges between leadership and other people, uh, and they force people to choose a side. That's the glory way of, of folly. The apostle James will describe these people in chapter 3 of James, and he will say this, uh, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above, from above is first of all pure. It is peace-loving and gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. Uh, it shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And, and I also know I'm on the glory way path when my greatest temptation is pride. Uh, the sin of the glory way fool is almost always pride. It will show itself in the way that they display their arrogance and their haughty attitude or, or, or haughty uh, personality or, or even the haughty uh, persona they kind of project. They will be self-exalting. They will use people and they will boast and brag and they will lie. And uh, the pride of their life will show itself sometimes in the way they blaspheme God and, uh, and, and oppress others. In Psalm 5 verses 4 to 5, it says this, Oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence for you hate all who do evil. And, uh, and people do gravitate towards glory way fools. People like to be around them. They, they, they hope that by following them, they'll be on a winning team and they want to even impress these glory way fools. But often the result of being around a glory way fool is that they leave you feeling oppressed and, and often they leave you feeling used. 
And so, so that's how, that, those are some ways we could recognize the glory way fool. What do we do if we want to go down a path of wisdom and leave the glory way of folly? Well, the first thing we do is we acknowledge God's glory. You know, the problem of, of seeking our own glory is we were created to acknowledge and reflect and give glory to God, not ourselves. And that's the whole th- reason we were put here. All things were created by him and for him and through him. All things were created. And so we were put here to give God glory, not ourselves. And and to start going down the path to uh, wisdom rather than continuing down this folly, we need to begin giving God glory and acknowledging his glory. And Psalm 75, 4 to 5, it says, I warned the proud, stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fist. Don't raise your fist in defiance at the heavens or speak with such arrogance. And number two, pray for wisdom. Uh, God promises that if you ask him for wisdom, he will give it. And number three, start performing for an audience of one. You know, if one of the things that the glory way fool does is makes bad decisions because he's desiring the praise of men or feeling or feeling under appreciated because he's not getting the applause or the praise of men well the answer is is we start living for the applause and the praise and the glory of God uh, not men we serve him not anyone else and uh, we're to serve one another sure but we're not doing it for one another's approval or acceptance or praise we're doing it for our heavenly father's praise. In Matthew 6, 1, it says, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward of your Father in heaven. And now there is a time, I think, where we as Christians ought to let our light shine before others so that they will they will in turn also want to follow Jesus or walk with Jesus. The Apostle Paul was known to say, follow me like I follow Jesus, you know, and and that's the attitude we should have. But and, and so it's not that we can't let other people see our good deeds. It's why are we letting them see our good deeds? You see, the difference here is that it says don't do those good deeds to be admired by others uh, or I'm doing it to be please God. I'm doing it to honor God. Uh, the Apostle Paul said in Galatians 1, he said, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. And and that's easy enough to say, huh? I mean, that is just so simply put. If I was living in this world to uh, live for the approval of other people, I, I would be better off not doing it, uh, trying to follow Jesus. And that's what he's saying. Uh, but I follow Jesus. And because I'm following Jesus, I'm looking to find God's approval. Uh, I'm looking to serve for an audience of one. That's what I mean by that. And and the next thing I would do is seek to add to others instead of consume value from others. The glory way fool is always taking 
taking, 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 consuming, consuming, consuming. He consumes others. He consumes church. He consumes the people around him. He consumes uh, every, everywhere he goes. He's consuming and he's not giving anything but flattery in order to get others to allow him to consume them. Well, if I want to change, I will become someone who will add value to others instead of being a consumer. I'm going to be a producer. I'm going to serve. I'm going to add value. I'm going to bless others. In Philippians 2 verse 3, it says this, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Instead, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Do you see the difference between the thought process of someone who thinks of himself over everyone else versus someone who's humble and thinks of others as better than him? And in 1 Peter 5, 5, it says, All of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And the last one is this, as the last thought I'll give you, if one pursue wisdom instead of the uh, the glory way of folly, I will seek harmony with others. Now there's some times where there just can't be harmony and uh, and something has to be worked out uh, but but in as much as you can, uh, you need to start seeking harmony with others. Instead of being the wild stallion who keeps everyone on their toes and kicks uh, when the time is right, instead of being divisive, instead of being uh, someone who creates disharmony, instead of being someone who pokes and prods others and gets them all worked up, you seek to live in harmony with others, especially in the church. In Romans 12, 16, the Apostle Paul teaches us live in harmony with each other. Do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. <laughs> well said, Paul. Um, that's the problem of the glory way fool, isn't it? Thinks he knows it all. And really, like I said at the beginning, the thing that the stallion, the glory way fool, is missing, the sad part of all of it is that they're pursuing, they're working hard, they're pushing for glory that does not last, while at the same time they're trading it for a glory that does. God promises that when we follow him, when we give him glory, when we live in the humble way he's calling us to live in this world, uh, he promises us that the day will come where we will have glory and power and authority in heaven for eternity. Right now, he says, we're just below the angels, but the day is coming where we will be glorified in heaven, and we will be sitting on the throne with Jesus next to him. Uh, we will have the same authority. We will be uh, God's children, and we will be judging over angels, uh, living in eternal glory. And the path to wisdom is a path to real glory. Uh, while we stop trying to be, uh, or, or we will stop trying to be, be stallions in this world and, and we'll seek to pursue his eternal glory. And if you really want to start uh, living for something better and more wise, you'll turn around and stop seeking glory in this world and start seeking the glory of your Father in heaven. 
hey, I'd love to have you pray with me right now as we ask God to help us stop pursuing the glory way. God, we just pray that uh, you will help us to have wisdom in our life. God, we pray that you will help us to turn away from the glory way, even though uh, maybe we're not criminals or or maybe we're not starting uh, church splits or maybe we're not living in the glory way. But there have been times, God, where we've sought the glory way. Uh, all of us has, <laughs> have, have followed in the path of our uh, of our forefathers, of Adam and Eve, and, and those who sought their own glory uh, in one way, shape, or another. And God, we ask you to forgive us and give us grace. And God, we ask that you will help us to pursue Jesus and pursue the wisdom in Jesus. Pursue the glory that lasts for eternity, that comes to us by way of our faith in Jesus. God, will you help us to be wise? Will you help us to pursue your wisdom? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. Well, I want to thank you for joining us as we, uh, as we went through the, uh, the glory way of folly. And hopefully you'll find a wiser way uh, to pursue. Uh, I want to say thank you to those of you who are supporting Vernonia Church and you've been a part of the work that we've been doing. I want to say especially thank you to those of you who are uh, supporting the online ministry through financial giving. If you'd like to join in, in supporting this uh, these messages and supporting this work you could do that at any time by going to www.vernonia.church and there's a give tab there it'll bring up our tithely account and uh, you can give there any amount and and, and and in any duration you can give a one-time gift you can give an ongoing gift uh, you could even set it up like people do on patreon for uh for the things they listen to you could even set it up uh, to where you could give a dollar a message, you know, a dollar a week because we put out a message a week. Uh, you could support us that way. There's also a link below that you could click that will bring you to our give tab. Uh, that that would, if, if it helps you to do that, it would be easier for you. But I want to say thank you to those of you who are supporting the work of Renonia Church. We're getting ready to have a great vacation Bible school. I'm so excited because, man, it's been like three years since we were able to do this because of COVID. Uh, we shut it down and then shut it down we thought about doing it again then our whole church got sick and we shut it down and uh, so I'm excited because we're going to have a, a great VBS and uh, you know what your giving doesn't just support the online stuff we're doing it supports the in-person stuff we're doing and so thank you uh, I'd like to invite you to pray with me for the work of our church uh, especially ask you to pray with me for our vacation Bible school time let's pray together God we do pray for Vernon church we pray for the ministry here we pray that you will uh, help help us continue to share your wisdom and help uh, help turn people's hearts towards uh, towards your self salvation uh, we pray that you would help us to share Jesus we pray that this coming week as we work with uh, hundreds of kids that you will help us to touch the hearts of young people to plant seeds that maybe will grow and sprout into strong faith. Uh, I pray that out of this group that we spend time with this week will come preachers, missionaries, teachers, 
who will share Jesus and the truth of Christ with their peers and with the world. God, we pray that out of this group, you would bring non-believing families to a place of belief. We, we pray that you would, you would help us pull people out of uh, being lost to where they could be found. We pray that you will prepare the hearts of these kids and prepare the messages that's going to be shared with them in such a way that, uh, God, you will just be doing a powerful thing. Uh, we pray that you will be with us, that you will help the week go okay. We pray that you'll protect everyone from getting sick. We, we pray that you'll help us to just have a great week with the kids in our community sharing Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you have a great day. And, and in the count of three, let's declare it's been a great day. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's been a great day. I hope to see you next week uh, where we're going to finish up this series uh, on, on the, the confronting the fool in me. And I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm.